Not today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Jim Wilson from Jim Wilson CPA and Strategic Sales Experts. Thanks for joining us today, Jim. Glad to be here, Mike. Good. Uh, before we get started with the show, uh, I figured I'd uh, tell our listeners about some of the upcoming programs we have here uh, at Sandler over the next few weeks. We've got a very exciting uh, set of programs coming up. Uh, on uh, Next week on Tuesday, we have a class on in the Foundation Series on upfront contracts. And then uh, on Thursday, the 6th of uh, October, we're going to be working on overcoming call reluctance. And then a, an ever-important class uh, on pain in foundations on the 11th, identifying the reasons to do business. And then on the 19th of October, we have a critically important program for business leaders, okay, owners, managers, uh, CEOs. This program is called Critical Factors to Growing Business Revenue. Some of the topics that we're going to high point in that luncheon program. It'll run from 11.30 to about 2 p.m. How to run the Sandler selling system inside of your organization. We'll talk about how to get in front of more opportunities. Uh, we'll deal with how to close more deals in less time or shortening the selling cycle. Uh, we'll talk about how your sales team can learn to spend less time with unqualified prospects. We'll talk about how to shift the conversation from your prospect's mind from price to value, and probably most importantly, how to sell in your marketplace without looking like a traditional salesperson, because that's what kills salespeople and hurts margins. That program is Wednesday, the 19th of October from 11.30 to 2. We're going to have a lunch. The registration fee is $29 for non-presidents club members. If you are a President's Club member, you can register for uh, $19. If you bring a guest that's a President's Club member, you and your guest are free. Uh, that program is going to be uh, here at the Training Center at 3161 Dixie Highway, uh, on the second floor in Erlanger, Kentucky. Uh, and if you want to make a reservation uh, for the event, you can email me directly at Mike Roth, Mike.Roth at Sandler.com, or you can call the office at 513 513- Seven five three nine four zero zero extension one zero two. If you're calling outside of normal business hours, the voicemail. May- okay, we've talked about what's coming up in Sandler. Uh, Jim, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background? Sure, <clears throat> Mike. I uh, graduated from the University of Kentucky in 1990, uh, which a bachelor's of science in accounting, and came back home to Cincinnati and found a job in a local CPA firm. Really not knowing what direction I wanted to go. It was a nice firm to work at. 
uh, because I was able to work on individuals, partnerships, trusts, S-Corps, um, perform some audits, some reviews, compilations. Those are different types of reporting that accountants mm-hmm. do. Um, and find out that I kind of liked this, and I liked working with small businesses, and from there it just kind of grew. In um, 1999, I went out on my own. Mm-hmm and uh, build a practice from scratch, no clients, no nothing, and my focus was small businesses. Why? They're always getting beat on. When a small business gets started, they think all they have to do is do their business, and then the city contacts them, all the state contacts them. Oh, what's this unemployment thing? Oh, wait a minute, I got to do payroll taxes? What, I got to pay occupational in Kentucky and income in Ohio? It's a myriad of landmines, and we remove that for them, and, and that really motivates me to help them get their business to grow. Mm-hmm. And you joined President's Club, I remember, around uh, 2004. Yes, I did. And it was a good decision. Mm-hmm. It's helped you grow your practice. It has. Um, getting involved in uh, Sandler gave me a system by which I could tailor towards my clients and better find out their needs and what their sometimes their fears are and make sure we put those aside so they can focus on their business. Good. And uh, during today's show, as it's a live show, uh, Jim has agreed to uh, answer callers' questions. You can call in on 646-595-4916. We'll be able to screen the calls during the commercial breaks, and hopefully it'll work. Uh, Before we go any further, as promised in in our show, I've uh, agreed that we're going to give you a tactic every week on a Sandler selling technique that you can use to dramatically increase sales. And uh, this is the uh, the story title, Let Prospects Close Themselves. And here's the story. Uh, Nick was psychologically climbing the wall because he could not figure out how to close the prospect. The prospect had spent the last hour with Nick appearing, uh, and, and it appeared that the prospect wanted to buy, but Nick didn't know what to do. He could remember what the experienced salespeople had told him. He couldn't remember what the experienced salespeople told him. And uh, then the prospect said, "Uh, I really like this model. Then she said, this will fit perfectly in with my decor. Nick said, "Uh, I guess that's important to you. He felt like an idiot because uh, he didn't understand why those words came out. Uh, The lady said, oh, it's very important. My husband and I want our home to be a showplace of good taste. And then Nick said, "Uh, so your husband would like this too? Definitely. It's just what he would pick out. Then Nick responded, I guess you haven't bought it yet because you're looking elsewhere. And she said, we looked everywhere, but this is the one we want. And then she added, do you have it in stock? And Nick said, good question. Nick knew that the one she wanted was not in the store. It would take a week or so to get. And then he said, if I can get it for you within two weeks, I suppose you won't wait. And then the woman said, no, not at all. Having just what we want is worth waiting for. And then Nick said again, if I could get it for you in two weeks, what would you like me to do? Nick waited, not know what else to do. And the lady said, putting her purse, here's my American Express card. Get it. <laughs> it's a great story. Uh, the result is that, that Nick never tried any of the closes that the experienced uh, salespeople had suggested, only because he couldn't remember them. And as a young salesperson, I had the same problem. Uh, yet he closed the sale by letting the prospect closed the sale. In this situation, many salespeople would have tried a trial close. Perhaps the woman would have closed at that point, but if she had not, 
it would have opened up the Pandora's box of objections. There are always a lot. In the in this situation, if the woman was never given the chance to voice one, uh, Nick won. Uh, when you think about this scenario, memorizing trial closes, or just a few of them, is easy for some people. There are some sales training uh, gurus who try to teach you a thousand closes, but most people can't remember that. If you work with us in San Luis, one excellent. Uh, using the memorized trial closes is, e- is easier. Unfortunately, every time a salesperson uses a trial close that the prospect recognizes, they give you an objection, and then the salesperson has to swoop down and deal with the objection. After he does that, he tries another trial close, which the prospect recognizes, so they come around and come up with another objection. This takes a lot of time, doesn't get very far, and at at the end of the day, the salesperson is tired and the prospect is tired. Uh, This produces uh, a series of behaviors where it beats up the prospect and beats up the the salesperson. Uh, Trial closes are recognized by prospect, and then the prospect knows it's their job to come up with an objection. Exactly. Yeah. If you said to the prospect, do you like the color, the prospect would say, do you have it in a different shade of white? Right. 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 Do you have leather seats instead of cloth? Right. Do you have a manual instead of an automatic transmission? Yeah. Do you have brown leather instead of black leather? Right. Uh, It's truly a wonder that anyone go out to buy anything from a salesperson because it would be so frustrating. Uh, Let me talk about the correct approach for the uh, the relationship between a salesperson and a prospect does not have to be adversarial. If you can get the prospect to tell you why they're talking to you, reflect back the prospect's statements as questions, and you, you'll probably win. How do you start this happening? Simply ask the following question. Why did you think of coming in today? And the pros- then the salesperson should put invisible duct tape on their mouth and wait. Okay? Take the response that the prospect has given you and reflect it back. The prospect says, I came in because I know you sell this brand. As a salesperson, you should say, that's interesting. A stroke, for those of you. Uh, Why that brand? Then the prospect could say something like, because my sister has one and it never breaks. And then using active listening. Hmm, never breaks. Why is that important to you? And the prospect will give you a third reason why they want to buy. Do this for another 10 questions and then ask the prospect the Sandler closing. What would you like me to do now? And you'll get the, pro- the, the prospect's American Express call. Well, you're allaying their fears, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't know each other. They're tense. They're awkward. And you're trying to, end result, get to a point where you're actually having an honest conversation with both parties. And, and that's what Sandler will do. We'll hold your hand to help you with your uh, your clients so you have good, honest conversations. Prospects, whether they come into your showroom, a decorator or an automobile or a internet lead, and they call you, the prospect wants to buy your objection. Uh, that's today's Sandler tactical tip. Next week, next, next week's show is going to be show two. We're going to have uh, Merrick Rosenberg on the show, who wrote co-authored Taking Flight, a fantastic book on the DISC system and told an allegory for half the book and then explained the allegory in the other half of the book. Uh, His new book is called The Chameleon, and there are probably a dozen shorter stories in the book using the same characters, uh, the eagle, the dove, the owl. Oh, well, it'll be a great story and a great show next Friday, 4 o'clock. It it will be a live show, so you can call in with questions. Again, the, the number that you can call is 513 646. Uh, the call in number is 646 595 49.
And we'll be right back after a couple of short commercials, and then we're going to be talking about uh, how at Strategic Sales Experts can dramatically your sales, lower your taxes. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-646-6523. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth with Sandler Training. Finding power and reinforcement. Are you tired of prospects saying, I want to think it over? Are you tired of being an unpaid consultant? Call me at 513-646-6523. On the web at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth and Jim Wilson. We are back. So, Jim, in this segment, let's talk for a moment about taxes and increasing sales. I like that topic. Sure. Uh, when someone starts uh, working with Sandler, uh, the the usual thought is, how do I increase sales? And that's really what the Sandler selling system is all about. And uh, in, a fo- in a few moments, we're going to talk about specifically how you reduce taxes. But I think probably the biggest misconception uh, about the, the Sandler program is that it costs a lot of money. It, we are expensive on the front end. But Uncle Sam and your local governor, depending on what state you're in, uh, uh, chips in. So if a business is in the uh, 40% tax bracket, are most businesses in the 40% tax bracket? Uh, no. What tax bracket are they in? 35%? Uh, it, it varies on the person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, C corporations, 35. The individual pass-through entity, S-corp partnership, hits the individual income tax level. So that can go as high as 40%. Uh, but it's 40% for the federal. Yeah, just federal. And then you have to pay state. You do. And then you have to pay local. Oh, that too. Mm-hmm. And is sales training expenses uh, for an individual fully tax deductible? They are mm-hmm. to the extent that they're used for their business that they're in. So if the person owns a business and uses this to grow their business, the training can be fully deductible against income. In the year that he makes the expense. Yes, at their cash-based tax base. Yes. Right. So it doesn't have to be amortized for five. Now, if you're uh, an individual... You're in, in the individual, let's say, selling printing, right? And you pay for the sales training out of your own pocket, right? Because you're on a hundred percent commission. You're on a hundred percent commission, and you need training to improve your business. Then you would fall under an unreimbursed business expense mm-hmm. that you could put on your schedule A in hopes that you reach the floor, the two percent floor, mm-hmm. so you can see a deduction. So it's possible to even be able to deduct this on your personal taxes, depending on Even though you were an employee. Even though you are an employee. So the first scenario is that you're going to save money on the cost of the training. Uncle Sam or your local governor is is chipping in, maybe even your your local mayor, to help you pay for it, uh, which is a big, big thing. Uh, 
in December uh, every every year, we always have one or two clients that are on installment payment programs that want to do one of two things. Prepay some of next year's uh, payments. Uh, are those tax deductible in the year that they're paid? If you're a cash basis taxpayer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how about as a company? Yes. Mm. And let's pretend uh, someone wanted to prepay a whole year's worth of payment. Would even that be tax yes. deductible? Yes. Every year that that seems to happen. People who have done well in sales and made a lot of money figure they can pay less by taking the big deduction. Correct. Good. Okay. Now, if someone gets involved with our, our program and he's making uh, $80,000 a year, $90,000 a year, and then goes to uh, making $150,000 or more, what kind of things can can we do to help them uh, lower the amount of money they have to pay in taxes? I think you you touch on a, the appearance of a simple question that leads to a lot of complex answers. Mm-hmm. Um, say that person is not working for somebody else, but they're working for themselves. Sole proprietor. Sole proprietor. And a lot of small businesses will get started. They get steered into being a sole member LLC. And I'll tell you, that's a confusing subject, but just to break it down, the way I explain an LLC, it's like wearing an overcoat. Schedule C can be an LLC, an S-Corp can be an LLC, C-Corp can be an LLC. Mm-hmm. If you have a rental property and put it in an LLC, it can be an LLC. A trust can be an LLC. It's a, it's additional legal li- limited legal li- liability protection. So when you say they're making more money, the first thing I want to do is I want to counsel them on the entity that they're in. If they're going to have a steep increase in their income mm-hmm. and they've started out like, you know, they've received advice from a local attorney and local attorney doing their job. Uh, he or she decided to advise. Why don't you just be a sole member LLC and put that on your 1040? It's a low cost option. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's a low cost option as long as you're not making a lot of money. What happens when you make a lot of money? Well, let's pretend you're in Sandler training and, and your income goes up over 30%, well, which is well. fairly typical. Then being a startup entity like a Schedule C, you need to look at a couple other entities. You, you do need to review a C-Corp, though a lot of small businesses don't find that as a viable option. Mm-hmm. You need to review an S-Corporation. Most people are like, What's an S corporation? What's a C corporation? Well, C corporations like General Electric. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's its own taxable entity. An S corp and a partnership are what's called pass through entities. So those are legal separate biggest business entities that the income passes through to the person's ten forty. A Schedule C is on a ten forty, and I've had people say, "Well, if it's just on my ten forty, what's the difference?" The difference is. There's volumes of tax law in each entity and how it's supposed to function. So how, what kind of opportunities are available to you? What happens on a sole provider Schedule C? And most people aren't ready for this because they've been working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. They go and they get their paycheck each week mm-hmm. and they see their half of Social Security coming out of it. Right. Nobody ever sees the employer side, nor they ever feel the pain of it. And it's understandable because... That's just the structure in which we have. But when you go and you start your own business and you're, you've are you been working and you put the income on your Schedule C and you make $15,000 your first year or even $10,000 your first year, 
And in most people's mind, they think, well, I'm going to pay about 7.65 Social Security tax, and that'll be fine. Mm -hmm. It's not the case. You're going to pay the employee side, Mm -hmm. and you're going to pay the employer side. And when you're small, it's not a burden. But like you pointed out, the power behind Sandler is once you get that focus, Mm -hmm. once you get those skills, and, and you're able to build your business at a strong pace, well, now you're not making ten or $15,000, maybe like you first year did. You got $100,000 hitting that bottom line. And just just keep it round numbers. Round numbers. You got an extra okay. 100000 hitting extra. the bottom. So they're thinking, okay, I'm going to have to pay tax on that. 7500 Right. Well, no, you're going to pay 15000 in Social Security, and you're going to pay income tax on it. So when they look down that page two, they run through and they see there's my AGI, adjusted gross income. There's my deductions, either standard or itemized. I get my exemptions. There's my taxable income. There's my tax. And most people stop there. They're like, okay, well, after all that, I have about $60,000 as taxable. That's going to be taxed at, let's just say, 20%. So there's $12,000 i got to pay. And then they get down to this other tax line because there's a little box after that on page two. It says other taxes. I know. Mm-hmm. catches most people by surprise. And there'll be a whopping $15,000 number. And they're looking at a, oh, my goodness, $27,000 tax bill. And they just don't know what to do. Well, that's Schedule C tax law. Mm-hmm. Because the the LLC or the S corp yeah. itself doesn't file an actual tax return with the IRS. Well, an S corp will, but a sole member LLC doesn't have a separate form, mm-hmm. right? So, and people say, "What do I do? What do I do?" Well, then we go through and uh, advise or counsel or, or do a fact gathering with our clients. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have a partner? Do you think you're ever going to have a partner? Um, is partnership an option? Is an S corp an option? What are the what are the pitfalls of an S corp? Um, what are the pitfalls of a partnership? Um, an S corp provides legal protection and is a structure that's been around for a while. Some of the things that catch people off guard with an S corp is that you know they have to work through the complexities of deciding what's a reasonable wage for your business, which is a startup business. For the owner to take out of the business as a W-2 salary. Yeah. And then you are allowed to take distributions, dividends, mm-hmm. out of an S-corp. Well, what happens is what's declared once it's determined what the reasonable wage is, mm-hmm. that's taxed for Social Security purposes. The dividend, okay, comes through and is taxed at ordinary income. Right. Right. So... What that causes is instead of all your income being taxed for self-employment tax on a Schedule C 1040, it ratchets down that number to a point where you get a savings, a Social Security savings. So one side, you still participate in Social, still participate in Social Security, and the other side, you pay income tax. Well, that's substantial. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have a number or an example, but for instance... In the example we just had before, mm-hmm. um, that twenty-seven thousand probably could be cut down to sixteen thousand, seventeen thousand, depending on the facts and circumstances for the business in the situation at that time, basing it on uh, case law and tax law. But uh, uh, that's just the discussion on what type of entity you would do, and then each business you get to look at different types of 
deductions, depreciation, and those items. Good. Uh, Jim, we're going to take a uh, commercial break here. We're going to uh, listen to Sandler Rule number 38. And uh, if you have any questions for Jim, you can call in on 516-595-49. Let's listen to Al Strauss. I'm Al Strauss with Sandler Training. Talk to you about rule number 38. The problem the prospect brings you is never the real problem. When people have heard this rule and thought about it a bit, if they've been in sales for more than a few months, they almost always say, well, that's obvious. I've had lots and lots of prospects that told me what they wanted, I showed them what they wanted, and they didn't buy it. So it seems that it would be obvious. The problem is most folks don't understand it and you get in the middle of the conversation and here's a prospect who's interested in something, you've got the something, and you just show up. And what you really need to learn how to do is ask a bunch more questions because frankly, in most cases, the prospect doesn't even understand what the real problem is. And so if you ask three or four more questions about what they claim they need or are looking for or want, you're gonna discover that It morphs, it changes, sometimes dramatically. What they end up needing is perhaps even diametrically opposed to what they originally said they were looking. So ask the questions, don't take the first thing they give you, dive down into the real issue, and you're gonna have yourself a much better day selling to this prospect. This is Mike Roth with Jim Wilson. Uh, We're back talking about how, as strategic sales experts, we can help our clients uniquely reduce their taxes and, at the same time, increase their sales. Well, naturally, the Sandler Selling System is going to increase their sales, shorten the selling cycles. Uh, In in many cases, uh, we can increase sales while reducing the headcount of revenue-producing employees, and that's been well-proven and documented. Uh, Jim, in terms of... uh, reducing people's taxes, uh, is there a strategy uh, that we can deploy, or should I just tell them what our plan is? Well, go ahead and tell them what our plan is, Mike. Okay. With every new client, uh, we're going to do a tax planning session, regardless of who your tax advisor is today. If, you, if you'd like us to, we'll bring in your th- last three years' taxes. We'll be able to give you an estimate of how much your income is going to go up through the Sandless selling system, and Jim will be able to give you an idea of what you ought to be doing from a tax perspective to limit or reduce the taxes in the forthcoming year. Uh, and you want to do that as early in the year as you can. But even now, late in the year, it's possible to reduce taxes, isn't it, Jim? Yes, it is. Make the right moves. It is. Tax law is always changing. Uh, there's always going to be decisions throughout the year, especially at the end of the year. And it's a good time to meet with your advisor and save the upcoming tax year's taxes. Right. And if you're listening to this today and you are a, uh, a Sandler client of mine, if you've bought Sandler President's Club from, from us over the last 25 years, uh, as a client courtesy at no additional charge, we'll give you the same one-hour tax review with Jim to help you reduce taxes even more. Uh, I think that's a, an important uh, differential. Well, businesses get growing, Mike, and they just spend money and they they look for opportunities to preserve 
what they make, mm-hmm. right? Reduce their taxes, um, maybe defer what's going on. Have you seen businesses make the mistake of putting too much money in retained earnings? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Um, and without without proper planning, uh, they get overtaxed. 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 There, it's, it's always good to pay your fair share, but with a tax code that is multiple thousands of pages thick, fair is determined by your ability to make sure you are within the law. Fair is not always the same number. Mm-hmm. So we actually want our clients to pay the minimum legal tax. Oh, legally owed tax. Yes. Yep. Uh, Jim, let me change the subject here uh, a moment for you. Uh, you've run your own company now for how many years? I started my practice in 99. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's almost 17 years. Good. Perhaps you can give our, our listeners, other company owners and managers, a leadership tip, something that they can uh, take away and say, this is something I might want to practice. For me, mm-hmm. I have two. Two leadership tips. Wow, right. that's a bargain. Right. One, do what you say you're going to do. Um and put every effort towards accomplishing it. Two, uh, either do it or you don't. Don't tell somebody you tried. Either you did it or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here at Sandler, we, we teach our clients that uh, the try word is, a, is one of those dirty words we don't use. Straight out of Yoda in Star Wars. It's a good saying. You know, do or do not. There is no try. Trying is the same as no. Yes. Uh Many people have been involved in partnerships in, in business, Jim. Uh, do partnerships represent a, a unique set of problems for the partners from a tax perspective? Well, it, it, it does. I'm going to drop back to the S-Corps discussion just for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have multiple S-Corp shareholders, every distribution. And you're I, allowed to have how many S-Corps uh, shareholders now? Yeah, I'm 75 and under. Right. These are small corporations. Right, small corporations. Um, so if the company's making money and they want to do a distribution, a distribution has to be done equally among all the shareholders. Any contributions or capital calls has to be equally among all the shareholders. When you go to a partnership, uh, distributions, contributions can be unequal. Um, and that is favorable because sometimes there's partners who have put more in, who put more effort. Uh, and they want to structure a distribution a little differently, that freedom exists in a partnership. In partnerships, the partners themselves, if they're active in the business, can be on the payroll as employees? No, you're not allowed. They don't want you to do that. Um, That's a no-no. I will say that a lot of LLCs are becoming partnerships. Um, The owners are used to getting a paycheck, and they want to get a paycheck, and they do it, and then they receive the letter from the IRS saying, stop. And then they have to stop from that moment on. Um, no, as a partner, you can't. You can take you take a guaranteed payment, and that would be treated as self-employment earnings, and that can be divided up for an earnings level between the different partners. It would seem then that it would be a poor decision to move from uh, LLC status to a partnership. Why would one do that? No, no, not at all. Um, I like partnerships because of the flexibility. So say one person is... Uh, started their own business selling, being a wholesale to, uh, representative, mm-hmm. right? And they have line A. Mm-hmm. And then in the business, they find another person that has line B. And and together, they could do more sales with those complementary products than they can selling them by themselves. 
Sure. You're describing one of our clients, Bobby. <laughs> so, yeah, so they form a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and Don't they lose legal liability, though, as a partnership? No. That they no. had as an LLC? No. Because if, they, if, they have an, if they have an LLC that is a partnership, they, they get the benefit of the uh, limited liability protection. And, you know, depending on which attorney you talk to, you can issue shares, membership shares, interest, and it can get very complicated. But for the small business, uh, the partnership gives you a lot of flexibility, more flexibility than the S-Corp. And mm-hmm. how deductions are taken, how pay is given, how ownership is done, um, the fact that if the partnership uh, has to borrow money and the partners are liable for that debt, um, there's a simple word that's complicated for some people, basis. It increases the basis that they have in that entity. So they have the ability, if it were to happen, to deduct losses where S-Corps can't deduct those losses, uh, take distributions where S-Corps can't take distributions without also being subject to tax ramifications. Um, Now, partnerships, if you can do a partnership and it fits, a greater ability to grow and adapt for a small business moving forward. At any point in time, you can alter that entity, uh, but it's a good entity to have. It's more flexible than an S-Corp, I believe. Mm-hmm. So when we sit down and talk to uh, San, new Sandler clients, we're going to look at the type of business entities they're involved with to make sure the entity that they're in matches what their needs are going to be as income goes up. Right. I, I'll, do an, I'll do an entity review. I'll also do a question and answer session. Um, I don't know how many times, Mike, I've sat down with people and they go, like like our training, oh, I can deduct that training? Yeah. Oh, I can I can deduct that expense or this expense? Yeah, you have to document it. Mm-hmm. And that's where most people get, get a little lost. But you have to keep your receipt and you have to keep your payment source for proof for your tax return. And we guide them through all those landmines to make it simple, like the, the mileage deduction. What are your options? What can you do? How can we make it? simple so we still comply with the law and and not become too burdensome Mm -hmm. and we'll review their accounting structure Mm -hmm. you know the conversation comes about how are you keeping your books and records you know we maybe can find avenues for them to save time um, find deductions give them opportunity to not only focus on today but where are they moving forward with their business and what how does their life goals match how their business in itself for tax purposes is reaching those goals. Why don't you tell uh, our listeners about additional services that, that we can provide here to, to lower their costs like payroll? <clears throat> we do offer payroll. Um, so when you take on employees, we go through and offer a payroll service. It's um, very competitive and simple. Um, most small businesses think that payroll is something that can be done quickly. They have their admin, their admin assistant perform that task for them. Next thing they know, that person is working 20, 25 hours a week just on a three or four person payroll trying to keep up with everything. You you outsource the payroll. Now now your administrative staff has 20 hours back to help you grow your sales and keep your business going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And, and how many years have you offered a payroll service? Uh, 14 years. Mm-hmm. 14 years. My wife helped me start that and... Uh, has been a great help. Good. Helpful clients. Yep. So that's another way we can help people save tax, uh, t- 
taxes by getting their payrolls done efficiently, quickly. We uh, are licensed and can assist in uh, re- uh, retirement plan planning for the business and have uh, resources to put that plan in place. With the changes in the new laws. Are, uh, are you talking about fiduciary responsibility? Yes, yeah. And those changes, we can sit and provide the, uh, the same benefits for a small company that you can get at a large company and the small company wouldn't have to be burdened with those things. Health insurance, retirement plans, payroll service, business strategic planning. Good. Uh, Jim, we're going to take a, uh, a short commercial break here. Again, if you have any uh, questions for Jim, you can call in on 646-595-4916. And uh, let's listen to a Sandler commercial. Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. Why do some business owners make lots of money while others endure years of mediocrity? Is it really the economy, the market, the weather, the competition? No. These are all called excuses, which are always plentiful. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. As a business owner or part of a team, are you accepting excuses from your sales team because you make them yourself? Business winners succeed in spite of this trash. Business winners invest in themselves and their people. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing your sales, call me at 513-646-6523. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. To find out how Sandler training can make you better, faster, and stronger, call 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Jim Wilson. Jim, you said you had one more idea for... Well, I just wanted to take a moment and relate uh, for anybody that has a small business. Um, you know, a lot of times you're sitting there and you're the, you're the, you're, you're basically the mice on the wheel spinning and spinning and spinning. And let's say you get that business growing and you get to the point where, okay, you're, you're working very hard. You're there at nights. Um, you got your phone on you for weekends. Your business is doing well. You have some employees uh, and you have some people helping you with your sales and the growth of your business and your accounting, but you're stressed, right? You don't know if you're getting every deduction you need. You don't know if you're growing the right way. If you're not the one pushing the rock up the hill, nobody else is. Uh, I, I just wanted to say that's the type of person where we can help the most. You can not only learn a good system for selling, you can also train your staff. Um, We can, with the experience that we have working with small businesses, help you structure your organization and your taxes so you save money so you're not alone. And get your staff working for you so the bullet isn't on your chest all the time. Because I've carried that pain myself. And when you can get everybody working together as a team and growing your business and you get some time with your family, and you get some time just for peace of mind. Uh, I, I know that's something that I was always looking for, and I know we can help with. You know, that, that brings up a thought in my mind. Uh, lots of times we talk to second or primarily second or sometimes third generation owner owners of the business or inheritors of the business, and the son or the daughter will say something like this to me, Mike, uh, I don't want to work the hours that my dad or mom did to build the business because 
dad burned through two or three wives and families while he was building the business. I want the business to grow, but I want to be able to have my own personal time so I don't have to burn through two or three significant others. And one of the things that Sandler can do is make it easier. Uh, one of our uh, newer services are, is a, operating as a sales manager du jour, where we can come in uh, a couple of times a month to work with the sales team and take some of the load off that manager owner uh, so that everyone on the team works on the same playbook. And building a, a sales playbook for each company becomes one of the crucial things that makes the whole machine smoothly, well-oiled, well-greased, without breaking down. Uh, any uh, additional thoughts, Jim, before we close out? Sure. I just think if you're someone out there that's fed up with the government being on your back and receiving letters you don't understand, or if you're needing help with your audit representation or representation under a, a uh, unemployment or workers' comp audit, or, and you desperately want to grow your sales, we're the people to talk to. Great. Jim, thanks for joining us today, and I'm sure we'll, you'll be back on some future shows. Scott, why don't you uh, take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.